welcome back to Daycar Pod. I'm Jenna, and we are back for hometown week of Mr. Gary Turner. Like, what in what is the reality that we are in right now? I'm still grappling with what I saw last night and all of my emotions, and I'm so excited to be joined by a friend of the podcast. Welcome back, Leamy. Hello. Hi. Thank you for having me back. Hometown, honestly, the season has sped by, and I think we should have more leads that are like, hey, I have an early bedtime. I'm pretty tired. (laughs) Bye. Like, they've been having their, like, cocktail parties at the pool, and then just, and then then having a full separate different outfit change, because clearly they're, like, eating dinner. Like, they're like, we are actually feeding these people this time. No, you're good. We're gonna show on everything that we are feeding everyone. I'm not sure if it's because of what, like, Netflix is going through. Like, Mm -hmm. we put on glass that they're like, everyone quick, everyone quick, show the appetizers, have, have, like, a charcuterie board. We need to, everyone go, go to, go to Whole Foods right now, get some snacks. Susan's making food for everyone. It's fine. Everyone's eating. It's okay. <laughs> I felt like this season, it was like there was less stigma around eating and people being of different sizes. Yeah. Not perfect. Not really where we want it to be for inclusivity. But it's like, I like this season because it wasn't like everyone on the show was like, well, I need to be this size for a brand deal. They were just like, yeah I have a job in this or like I retired and I my husband left me the house and it was never more apparent in this hometowns episode the lack of the except for not everybody but in general the lack of like seeking a platform and all of this stuff is like just you know and people were saying it so much before the season started and myself included but how like refreshing that'll be but the part of me was all like, it doesn't really matter. And like, cause I don't dislike that part necessarily in the main show. Like that's not my problem. It's my problem is the entitled cuntiness of some of these fucking people. Um, but like have a platform. I want one. It's fine. But like, but it, but it has been so interesting and refreshing. The very big, like the, the different swing of it all. It's, it's interesting. I think it's because they're at that stage of life where they're like, well, I've already had one great love of my life. I've had these kids. I've lived a full life. So they're like, I don't feel the need to force anything Mm -hmm. for the most part. We can talk about just like in the weeks past. Um, My partner has been watching with me. He was like, oh, I'll watch the first episode with you, but I can't promise the whole season. He watches one episode. <laughs> and he's like, so what time is it? It's on this time every single week. Like, we can watch it. Do we watch it when it's live or the day after? He's just, and we have been rooting for Sandra. We're like, Sandra, that's our girl. Like, she's so real. She's so real. Up, and everything was going great up until... She said she was missing her daughter's wedding. And even if they FaceTimed the daughter and her daughter said, no, it's fine. Like the way I figured it out, it was like her day. Like she had to find her person already found my guy. Yeah. Which was sweet. Which was sweet. But I think that um, like Gary is looking at that and the contrast of like, there are other women who have been like on the show. They're like, oh, 
like you're great you're really cool but I have to go be a mom mm-hmm. my, my my kids need my family needs me mm-hmm. you know this has been fun but like reality check um whereas like for Jerry I think for Gary I think for him not Jerry for Gary <laughs> I think for him not finding out until that moment that the daughter had a wedding even coming up <sighs> You know, at least in the other situation, it's like told, okay, there's a baby being born, there's a grandchild being born, and then finds out after the fact. I think for Gary, like finding out from the producers or something, that's not just that's not something you leave out after dating someone for a couple weeks. Yeah, yeah. It would. I would. I understood it, but I definitely was like, oh, Sandra. Like, I don't know. <laughs> and like <laughs> to have it be so like rant- yeah, so sudden he finds out and uh I don't know. It is very it's silly, but like she they could have been so good together, but Gary does like he just kind of like he follows this like compass that's very fascinating to watch and is he reminds me uh the parts of like pilot Pete where he's just like, Oh, this woman is crying. She's sad. Let me comfort her uh, and give her a rose out of turn because I don't know how to handle it. Otherwise, which was like so funny to me, but uh, it's like, it's going to bite him in the ass and it's, it is going to bite him in the ass so hard. It is because that's how he ends up keeping a villain for longer than he should have. Yeah. Yeah so wild it (laughs) was interesting to watch because i was like how do you not know you're the villain in the situation when you're literally being so mean to Teresa? all she's doing is saying yeah i had a good time i enjoyed myself it was fun he was really nice to me and you're like how dare you tell me he wants to have geriatric babies with you and that he's gonna give you everything leave everything the will and that you are replacing his first wife like she didn't say any of that no but according to kathy she said it with her eyes and i was like the boldness of that statement i was like kathy take your own advice (laughs) please take your own advice because she's gonna watch this back and it's like girl you were bullying her so hard like at some like I want to find I want to know if Kathy has a Twitter and so I can see people to be like hey I don't know if you saw but they say that when you were bullying that Teresa girl that you look like Isme bullying like someone from like it's like I don't know if you want to address that (laughs) I know I'm so excited for the women tell all like I cannot wait (laughs) <laughs> to see just, her and she's not she's gonna double triple down too and it's gonna be so wild like these these shows whoever edits it it's so evil what they do to people like they just ruin your life and make you look like this horrible person that's like it's one thing if we hear your voice and we don't see the actual thing we could be like okay that was a sound bite that was taken out of context we've been watching these seasons for a minute now yeah um but when it's like we are watching the words come out of your mouth we are watching the words come out of your mouth and you did zip it (laughs) she was on the stairs that one time too when she was trying to apologize to her and she just like wouldn't let her 
He's like, no, you're not going to get away with this. It was so unhinged. I wanted so much more from her. That's the problematic side of me, but I was like, oh, I wish she... I wish we could have had a normal season in that sense, you know? Like, I love the one-hour clip. Let's keep it, baby. But a couple episodes of two hours could have been good if I could have gotten a couple more <laughs> unhinged moments from Kathy. I think that I just felt bad for Teresa because in her mind, she's so sweet and so but She really thought she hurt someone and was actually, like, remorseful and wanting to fix things. And she's like, none of us are bad people here. And I was like, no. That's the reason that girl is not your friend. That lady. Yeah. She went happy. But you can clearly tell, like, she sees the good in people and, you know, just has such a pure heart and is just not prepared. She for not, Yeah, she's not prepared for that and not prepared for the show in a lot of ways. She is yeah. gonna, my heart is going to break. Yeah, she's probably just there for Gary, which is why I'm like, oh, if he does it, if she's not the one. Goodness. That's actually going to be hard on her because she ain't looking for followers for brands or nothing. She's just going to retreat into herself, which will be pretty sad to see, especially after, like, she's she's opened herself up so much since her husband passing hearing her daughter talk through the sobbing it was oh my god and then like that was the hometown right yeah where the daughter was like even talking about how like that gary wouldn't replace their her father but like just add to it and it was like that really brought it home for me to like we've never experienced like that like we've had widows on the show but I don't know. That was, like, something I've never... Like, take notes, Michael A. Like, you could never make me feel away. <laughs> Waiting for when you look up. He's... You know he's at home just, like, livid. And how, like, that's his journey. That was his journey to have. No, because I'm so glad they brought in a man who was a little obviously like I wish that on no one right loving someone that deeply building a life together and then losing them to illness is just so horrific but I am glad that Gary took the title of the first widower bachelor because otherwise what other angle does this mediocre, mediocre man from Ohio have? Like, I'm just, I'm really going to say it. Like, what else is he doing? Because, I don't know, we could easily pull the tax returns from for his nonprofits and pull coals in that. Yeah. Which I and listened was, to that entire Jason Tartic episode and it didn't, it didn't solve anything. It did not answer the questions that he thought it answered. I'll just be. I'll it didn't answer the questions. Well, also, I don't know. It's just the um, the the strategically answering questions. Wasn't Jason in consulting? Yeah. yeah. Like I, I don't know if you used to make a career out of blowing smoke up of people's asses. Oh, um, I don't. I, I'm not necessarily inclined to trust um, your judgment in people. Yeah. So um. True. It's, uh, 
it's it's sad but that's just like where i'm at um i really want to know like there are two men who have gone through like public breakups and have done a lot to just be like maintain their image and just move on whereas the women that they've left behind having these real um very guttural emotional reactions in real time have been painted in certain lights without being defended in any way yeah and then shout out like i didn't follow that closely to the caitlin of it all but i think i remember seeing somebody saying that she said on a podcast that she was just sad that he didn't defend her at all like he didn't have to go out there and like publicly talk about what broke up them but like he wasn't defending her at all and i'm sure they probably had conversations like that in the breakup like so she was like listen i've been dragged through hell and back since my time on the show when i made the mistake of having sex with nick valal and 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 i'm gonna get my ass eat and then you're gonna you're gonna protect me right yeah babes nothing silent pity posts with the fucking dogs people are like oh do you have the ick for jason i'm like yeah i have the ick for jason i used to not but now i do because i don't feel like he's he's never been very real anymore it's all it's all smoke and mirrors and he i I would love to pull all of his tax returns he is such a i think it's really um it's really interesting that you know there was a lot of launches and stuff that they had and it wasn't until all that was done that they agreed upon this is the release date that we have agreed upon with our publicists to announce that we're no longer together. Um, I thought that was very interesting because before Jason met Caitlin, right, she was she was getting pretty accomplished. Like the, we had her business, her businesses, mm-hmm. her you know even if she's closed one or two of them, like she has her businesses. Yeah. She has Dancing with the Stars, not easy to do. Um, here's a lot of training. I watched the dances and I was like, oh my God, that's so beautiful. It looks so effortless. I know I have two left feet. Like I know if I ever want to get married, I have to start taking dancing lessons like in 2024. Yeah. Like I, I have no sense of coordination when it comes to just like anything ballroom related. It's just not in my culture. So I was like, nope, I'm, I'm hopeless there. And so she has all those things, but even when you look on Dancing with the Stars, like that alone, that's a good $3 million chunk in prize money. Yeah. It's millions of dollars. Everybody who's been on the show that's gone on it, like I think that's why it was such a big deal for me when I heard the charity was going to be on the show. Because yeah. like, you have a Black monoracial woman on Dancing with the Stars. Mm-hmm. And she can't dance. She was a former cheerleader. So she could go really far. Mm-hmm. And even though, like, even if she doesn't go really far, she's been on so many episodes. That's like a clean Millie right there that she walks away with. And probably right? goes on tour when they do the tour. Right. There's the tour. And Caitlin got to do that as well. So let's say in the past year, even if we're being kind of conservative with how much she's probably made, by the time they are engaged, Caitlin is sitting on $5 million. Even sitting at five million dollars during that time that they're together he ends up being able to quit his job and go and become an entrepreneur on his own right 
like do his podcasts, do what he wants. I'm sure it wasn't bringing in monetization and any of that to begin with. And usually when couples are like, we're locked in, we're spending our life together, we live together. You know, if one person goes through a period of that, they're able to be like, hey, babe, I'll support you. Go do what you need. So this person supports you through that. And so I was thinking, okay, the least you could do is just be a good husband, be your number one fan, be on her side. But I kind of foresaw it going downhill when they were both on a podcast together, they were recording and they both like were talking along the lines of, oh yeah, we just haven't made time for each other. Yeah. We haven't made time to plan the wedding and we just haven't been making time and investing. And it's like, yeah, we've been separately working on our businesses, but I'm like, okay, but Caitlin's been running her businesses for a long time. Yeah. So much so that she can go on autopilot. There's only one person in the equation whose business is still very young. And that's when I knew, I was like, he's going to be the one to end it, not her. We can say it's mutual, but we can always tell in the aftermath. Makes me sad because I do want Caitlin to be just like settled and happy with somebody who's not like a dick, you know? Yeah. And I know that um, she's also going to be crucified for her very, um, just her posts are- it's been pretty good. Um, <laughs> but if it in my feed, if it's between Caitlin's dad, dance posts and some man, we'll go with Caitlin. Ah! For those not aware of Leamy's <laughs> nickname, that's Clayton. Clayton Eckard. Uh, Mr. Thumbnail. Yeah. Jesus Christ. I... I'm dancing now, everybody. That's the, you know what he reminds me of? That one lady in the blue black tracksuit who's like, this is what makes it hip hop. Boom, ah, ah, ah. That's what he reminds me of whenever I see dancing. And I know it sounds controversial, but it's like, I will root for almost like every bachelorette in their messy, unorganized, problematic ways before I root for one man. (laughs) It's so, I don't, the people who get it, get it. And I think that there's a good amount of people who just get it. Like, I don't have to explain myself a good amount of times and I'm grateful for that. But sometimes I'm like, oh, Christ, I'm going to come off as a fucking psychopath when like, you know, what this bachelorette did a pretty horrible thing. I'm like, Listen, there's a lot of good stuff going. There's just a lot of history in this patriarchal moment here <laughs> that she is working within the system of the Bachelor franchise. That's like <laughs> I can't. So yeah, of course I'm gonna assume that that man did something wrong until proven otherwise. <laughs> Fuck me. What did she actually like in her season? What did she actually do except for have consensual sex with another adult? Exactly. Uh, yeah. like she broke the imaginary rules that the once like, m- like mostly conservative fan base of the bachelor didn't agree with like yeah. we don't care like these men honestly if you gave the bachelors free range they would be doing all sorts of shit with the women in the bathroom on the first night they would and i'm not convinced they don't <laughs> yep. yep 
honestly, yeah, watching some of these guys, like it's like when you interrupt a conversation on the bachelorette season, you're most likely interrupting conversation, talking, um, and like or like activities like mini golf or something, right? When ninety percent of the time you're interrupting someone on the bachelor, I remember the one where I was like especially cringing was Ari's season. Yeah. Um, he's like, oh, you want to talk? Okay, cool. I'm just going to finish making out with this 20-year-old. I don't get to do this every day. <laughs> Not anymore. Uh, <laughs> that since me and Jeff with one F got kicked out of that college bar. Uh, I'm I'm making assumptions, people. I don't know. <laughs> um, but, yeah. <laughs> I love talking to you. Where were we? We had to get back to these old sluts. Okay. So, uh, yeah, Teresa, Teresa and his hometown day go well. She, she, it's, I mean, it's just so fascinating the whole seeing how real it is though, you know? And like, he is, he's like, Teresa, the, the family's like, Teresa's really into you. You need to know this. And she's like all these amazing things. And he's like, oh Yeah. I can really see this maybe being my wife, but you're like, oh, this is not going to go the way it's Teresa wants it to go. Yeah, it sounded to me like he was just now in that moment starting to contemplate the end with her. I think he went to that hoping that like, oh, this would be a natural thing where it's like, oh, maybe I'll go there and I won't feel the spark. So then I won't be feel any more pressure to continue. Mm-hmm. And it would just be just like a natural drop off. And he went there and they're just like, yeah, she doesn't bring anyone home. Like, you're really special. She's really special. Like, this is a real thing for her. Because the kids, her grandkids, you can tell they weren't primed. Like, when he went home, they were talking to him like, you're just, you're a guy that she brought, that Teresa brought home. You can, like, on in front of these cameras, Golden Bachelor, that's all well and good, but don't fuck with her. It was true. That's so sweet. Like, that was, that was the vibe that I got. And so to see him being like, oh, oh, that's nice. Thank you for letting me know. I was like, don't do her like Matt James. <laughs> don't get this, Matt James. Thank you for telling me that. That makes me feel so special. And then his face was so just like, almost like the office, like looking at the camera, like, oh boy. <laughs> oh. Thank you so much for telling me that. That makes me feel so special, Teresa. And then they just like, she just goes in for the kiss and it's like, oh no. He is down bad. And I feel bad for her because almost like if she was one of the brand deal girlies or build the platform girlies, she would walk out of here brokenhearted and have like all the following after the final rose. Mm-hmm. Um, like the she would be in the AFR seat. Um, so kind of like how Aaron had it, right? Yeah. This past season. He, she would be in that seat and she would be coasted, right? She'd have the sympathy card and then coast onto a big platform, but she wasn't looking for any of that. And so she just walks away with nothing. And it's hard to be in like a franchise like this where you are just looking for love. So 
god the concept <laughs> she's retired so it's not like she's like um like a person who with unstable unemployment and who talks about africa like it's one hut like where a bunch of people all live in the same hut and cough on each other and then goes on every other season like she actually has a life that she likes i know it was so sweet the daughter was like just so you know she's at our house every day like don't take my fucking mom from me and i was like that's so real and Teresa probably doesn't want that either she just wants oh my god <laughs> I also think that's interesting whenever people come on the show and know that they're meeting someone who's from another part of the country and like are just never wanting to move or even like thinking about that but like I know but I don't I I think it's wild when it's the young ones but like I feel like Teresa doesn't know you know she doesn't really realize you know <laughs> well when it's the young ones it's like oh okay girly like we know you've watched the seasons we know you've been you've been seeing like very pointed catchphrases so that people have sound bites and edits for you on the internet when you come off the show like we know when someone's like trying their best to become a meme yeah and Teresa's just like yeah, no, I think we're all good people. Um, I think I'm falling in love with Gary. Everyone's so nice. This is so nice. I can tell everyone about all my stuff, and I'm not. I'm not doing it to harm anyone, Kathy. I just think this is a good time. He was so sweet that not even the producers had the heart to ruin her birthday. That is unheard of in this ranch. They truly. They could have destroyed that like, woman. Because when, when I saw them at that scene, I was like, oh no, oh no, oh no. And Tom was like, what are, what, what's going on? What, what What's wrong? Like, is something bad going to happen? And I was like, I, it might. Like, does she get put into the fountain? Like, what's going on? What's going on? And then I was like, oh, she oh. just got a nice birthday. Oh. And a really nice kiss that was like really smooth from Gary. Okay. <laughs> okay. This is this is new. They're doing maturity this season. Great. <laughs> so I think like because of that, because he's so oh sweet, God. the producers were like, okay, we're not gonna play any games with this one. She's genuinely like the nicest person. Yeah. And so because of that, like from start to finish, it's like no one's gonna tell her, like probably the end that Gary might have communicated something to the production team where he's like, actually I'm meeting this way. And they're like, okay, just go through with it. If, there, if a red flag pops up during the hometowns, that's your way out. He goes to the hometown. There's no red flags. Teresa's just wonderful. Yeah, there's no, there's it's, it's complete. And that's what you can see it in his face, actually. That's so true. Let me, like, he really was just like, oh, yeah, actually. Like, fuck, you're actually I, so I could I could marry this woman and be, like, really fucking happy. <laughs> like, nothing would be wrong. And there's really nothing wrong with this situation other than I think I like the other ones more. Like, Christ. Oh, my God. So crazy. Um, I've been really, really here for Teresa, though. So I, I guess I'm I guess I'm throwing my hat in as her as the Bachelorette. If I had to if I had to go down that path, I'm still holding out for like Sandra or Susan. Uh, personally, <laughs> I love Susan. 
so great. She was so great. She would be such a good bachelorette. And she would be our first American bisexual, out bisexual bachelorette. Oh, sorry. Also, maybe, I don't know, actually, if that's how she identifies. But, listen. Listen! <laughs> what? I think that Susan is the kind of person where, like, I hope that going forward, um, a lot more people will just, like, start booking her for gay weddings. Like, she's such a delight. If I ever get married, I'm gonna get her. (laughs) Maybe I should book her for mine. Like, listen, listen. Right? Just be like, hey, can you write, like, affirming gender neutral vows? And she fucking would. She absolutely would, and she'd be a who, and no one would be bored. She wouldn't, like, preach us to death. I need to write myself a note to actually go look up her videos. Like, I'm sure there's videos on YouTube. I need to, like, immediately find her ceremonies. Uh, the yeah. couples, like, probably have nothing but nice things to say. Yeah. Um, nice and I just don't... I just don't think that every woman there has has like the same just like story it's just so unique she's not like oh i'm not just doing any couples i'm i'm, I'm performing weddings for people who don't have the same privileges as everyone and need an affirming space so cool i wanted her hometown so i i'm just sitting here looking off in the distance thinking about how we could have gotten her hometown too yeah i want a hometowns from like the last six people <laughs> like so badly i wanted to meet ellen's i needed to meet sandra's family <laughs> i also think that I think I, I'm not sure if like you felt this too, but it was really nice to have and see like women in that age of their lives because when you go past a certain age, um, the standard for what femininity is, those lines start to become blurred. Yeah. Um, I felt this a lot where ever since I got like a more gender affirming haircut. First of all, I got this in the last like two weeks of when I lived in Florida, jump scare. Um, Glad you made it out with that haircut. <laughs> and when we were driving out of Florida, we stopped at a Publix because I really needed the bathroom and we were hungry. And that was the longest walk to um, like a supermarket bathroom that I've ever had in my life. Just the stares I got, I was just like, wow, there, someone's just changing all me a slur. Like, uh, it was so bad. Like, at one point, I was like, okay, I'm not even, I know where the bathroom is. But I would just, I just took the longer route because I did not want to walk behind anyone. Yeah. Because I could tell, like, they're going to be looking over their shoulder, like, clutching their purse, acting like, you know, I'm some kind of freak of nature. And then when you get to a certain age, it's like, oh, yeah, my hair is long. My hair is short. Oh, I do this because it works for me. Oh, I do this because I've just been growing my hair out for a long time. Like, no one is ever questioning anyone's humanities because they're not um, performing this certain standard of femininity that's mm-hmm. been made desirable for their generation. They're like, yeah, this is this is me. Yeah. And I think that's really beautiful to see because I feel like a lot of people these days, they're like, okay, the people who are gaining platforms and notoriety and are getting all these opportunities are the people who fit the mold. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and then when there's these moments where people who don't and they do have a burst of huge like following and stuff, it's like, let's follow that. Like, let's see where that's going. 
this season has the highest ratings they've had in like forever because it's full of these people who are not adhering to these standards so strictly. Uh, and it's, it's like shocking that people are gravitated towards it and that you have so many new viewers. Like that's something to be, it's, I feel like I'm living in a fucking like <laughs> dream right now. Cause it's, it's just something that we've all, all of us who have had a podcast an independent an independent bachelor podcast has been saying for so long, like, fuck. And it's, so it's like, it's, it's nice. It gives me hope. But I was actually just talking to somebody yesterday from another pop culture world and they were like, oh, I really love that, Jenna. You seem really passionate and you're really happy. Well, like, it sucks that the Bachelor franchise is going to get cookies for that behavior because they have could have done it years ago. And they could do it with so many other different, like, communities. And they are. And I was like, yeah, you're so right, actually. <laughs> I really fucking hate this franchise. They, they do. Like, they get cookies for, like okay, we brought in different body types and we are bringing in more people of different races um, and we're having those conversations. I think that other franchises have done it, but they're done it in context where, um, I'll speak for Love Island because I watch Love Island, right? Love Island, UK and US have been doing like diversity for a long time on a bigger scale. What I have found though is that um, like the darker a person is, like it's just gonna be very obvious that they're like that their options are just very much narrowed. Yeah. Yeah. Especially when there's a dark skinned woman, I've seen that, you know, they're kind of used as kind of like the scapegoat for something or a guy's a placeholder until he, you know, he can get with someone that he's actually attracted to who fits mm -hmm. the ideal mold. And then I think for me, like I was just like, okay. I there had to be a point where this just stops um and then it got to the point where I was watching one episode and there was a black man just talking to this one girl by the pool it was a very casual chat and she was like oh tell me about yourself and he's like yeah I went to college for this and you know I just got my engineering degree and this is where I work and the whole time she was like wow what that's crazy. Like she was like looking at him like he invented the light bulb. And he was so shocked. I know. He was intelligent and had things going for him outside of the show. And I was just like, so no one like I feel like at least with the bash, it's slow. But if it, it if the change is implemented at any level, people are having conversations on the inside, right? Yeah. Because if they if they weren't having those conversations, there wouldn't have been anything for bullshit Mike Fleece to like push back. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> to have that to have that power struggle that he obviously was enjoying, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so now it's like because they have a consultant who's actually like, no, this is how we need to do gradually do it right. So it's not just tokenism. Yeah. Because they did uh like I hate to say it, but like Matt James season was very much like a here. Mm -hmm. No, yeah. It wasn't like they had someone who just naturally came on a season. They progressed through the season. People got to know them and love them. They were going to cast him on Claire's season. And 
Claire knew that they were casting someone who was going to interact with her, pretend to be in love with her. And when he started doing cameos, I do not blame her for calling him out. I'm a Pisces. I would have tagged him. She better than me. I would have tagged him. <laughs> I know. I mean, he, I did tag him in my shit and he blocked me. <laughs> Anytime I need to see that man, I have to go to my personal. So it's, <laughs> I get it. <laughs> Claire and I were on the same wavelength. <laughs> and so like he comes on the show and who does he pick the girl on night one the first black bachelor season who says i don't see color (laughs) like that's a love of his life we're gonna get married like they've lasted this long like it's almost 2024 i know like what God damn it, but at least we got rid of Mike and Chris. Um, Christ. No, but you know, you, you, and I, I was annoyed last night about how Blake was treating Genevieve. Uh, and like, he was like, literally every chance the camera was on, I was like, I'm so, she's just so inviting. She's just so put together. She's so this. And, and he was saying it with this like surprise tone. Like, why wouldn't she, Blake? Like where, and it's like, oh, let me guess. That's why you also liked Tasha, who is a very, you know, even admitted by her, somebody who was within a, had to assimilate into white communities as her childhood, as a mixed race. Like, and then you, and then just what you were saying too, I'm like, if Matt had been on that season, we would have gotten so much shit. And I, I mean, they did actually do it on his season too, right? He's this accomplished man in this shocking manner. And you know Claire would have been like, so, wow, Matt James, you were a football player? Like, of course he was. <laughs> but then she would have seen for whether or not he was into her. Because that is something, even on his season, he is not good at faking. He wasn't. Thank you for telling me um, that. Oh, wow. Yeah, your childhood sounds interesting. It would have been as forced as, like, Clayton and the Michelle thing. Like, they would have brought in more um, children to write a very sad... (sighs) I really hope those children get free therapy. Something. Something. For what they were put through. Currently on actor strike, I'm sure, right now. (laughs) Nah, like... For that to happen, and then they don't even get to see Miss Young at school next year to process. But honestly, good for her. We're getting home. Yes. Just like what she needs to for her. Like, I love where she is right now. Yeah, please. Her, her boyfriend is hot. Did you see? I was like, girl. <laughs> not you coming back with an upgrade. Okay. <laughs> Uh, the justice we deserve for that season. God damn. I mean, honestly, I think it works for her because she's Minnesotan and so she should be with someone who wants to stay. Like, she clearly wanted to stay. Right. Um, and, but, like, be in Minnesota between LA and Minnesota but never really leave her parents. Yeah. Home yeah. Because she has, she's very grounded in yeah. family. You can tell that. And so, it just works best for someone whose family is like grounded in a similar area. Yeah. And that brings us to Faith because I'm here for Faith winning this whole gosh darn thing. 
but she doesn't want to leave her little country country. And I'm I'm deeply concerned about a lot of this. Like, is Gary in in each interaction he keeps saying like the right thing, but like it doesn't matter. I just want to be with the person. We'll figure it out. But I'm like Gary. I really genuinely want to know. Are you going to be leaving this this lake house that you bought for Tony? Like, what's going on? What are you doing, Gary? I think it's possible. Yeah, I think it's possible. He did have these plans for retirement. He built the house for her, right? And he never got to bring her home. Now he has this big house that isn't just empty because it's huge. It's empty because Tony's not there. Lenny. (laughs) Like, sorry to get all Pisces on y'all. But (laughs) where my mind went. I know. And I can, I can see how he, you know, at the beginning of the journey, he's thinking, okay, yeah, I'm going to bring someone home to be my wife. And then as he goes on, he's like, no one will replace Tony. And it might be a shock to the system. Yeah. To be to me in Tony's house with someone else. Oh. Oh. Oh, shit. We don't see this this week, but I think next week will tell us everything. That's got to be his breaking point. Because why wouldn't it be? Like, that, you're right. Oh, my God. Like, I mean, people do it, and people can, like, that's hard. That's hard. I know, I know a widow in my life that had to eventually leave the house, you know? Like, it's hard. You know, I can't even... And then, like, then you add in the layer of, like, it was for her, essentially, and she didn't even get to go there. And it's like, so, you know, I guess you can make these new memories with whoever, but, like, that that would be, yeah, I'm, I would not be surprised for a sweet man like him that would, that's, like, it's becoming a reality that he is now, like, struggling with. Like, he looked like he was going to vomit. <laughs> I'm yeah, literally no. surprised he didn't vomit. <laughs> I really hope they have, like, a whole care team for him. Because what is going on? Like every rose ceremony, I was like, this man is genuinely bothered. Whereas like you've seen the last couple seasons, like I remember Kylie was like, yeah, Zach sent me home on Zoom. Yeah. I was like, holy mother of God. But Gary would never, first of all, Gary would be crying even on the Zoom. He'd be like, is this odd? (laughs) <laughs> you gotta figure out it's like I want to make sure you can hear me and know that I'm I'm sorry it would have not been that brief like like Zach just like sat there like a supervisor laying off his employees so unfortunately today is your last day and we will be issuing a box for you to ship back your company laptop like it was just so and like the first one was like do I go up to the <laughs> best moment ever Danica was like Danica stopped watching for that season and halfway through she was like Jenna is is that season any good I said no of course it's not but I will say the best television I've ever seen was the five minute rose ceremony through zoom like I that give that an Emmy that was like the best television I've ever seen in my life honestly when the next generation is being taught about how COVID revolutionized communications and the way we work, that 
those five minutes. That's what they need to play. That's what needs to be studied for every communications major across America. That's what I'm saying. Like, sometimes I get in the head about, like, I am wasting my time on this franchise, but I'm like, I am witnessing history year after year. I am at the epicenter of some of the most buckwild internet shit that's ever happened, including the host getting fired. I mean, like, when have you ever experienced that? And it's the host history. The host and the creator within years of each other. And when the creator gets fired, the host tries to save face by calling him a narcissist. Like, you can't write this shit up. I can't make this shit up, dude. It's No Island could never. We don't even know who the director is. Like, we couldn't tell you who's making that show. I think that it's just, I think with Faith, um, it is concerning though that she's like, okay, we're, we're staying where I am because um, it may be that she's like, okay, she can afford life where she is. Yeah, yeah. And it may be that um, like moving to Gary or moving closer into a city could be like, okay, that could change her retirement plans. And also it may be that that house is just like, hers and hers alone and she has like her horses yeah i don't know if like i feel i feel like a lot of americans know like you can't ask a horse girl to leave (laughs) oh my god (laughs) like that's 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 really it and so it's like one can move it'll be very hard but it'll still be hard either way for him if he tries to move Faith into his home, into Tony. Yeah, no, you cannot. Whereas with Faith, it'll only be hard if she has to leave. So if it's a matter of we'll make it work, I hope that by, because sometimes when men say we'll make it work, that means two things. One of two things. It means we'll make it work my way. Yeah. Or I say we'll make it work means I love you and I'll compromise. Yeah. Yeah. That's what you could hope for. But you're right though. And he, I don't know if he knows the lore about horse girls, but he, he needs to understand what he's dealing with. And I didn't even, what's so funny is that I am rooting for a horse girl. It's because she was a sneaky one because she's older. This is what happens when you're an older horse girl. You're actually sexy as fuck. She is amazing. She is amazing. And at first, I was, like, a little worried about her because she was, like, very much just, like, we would, like, I'm not like other girls. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I was there, and I was, like, oh, please don't be a pick-me. Please don't be a pick-me. And she was just, like, never horrible to any other woman who made them feel, different for, like, bad for being different from her. Mm-hmm. She was just, like, um, no, I'm not usually everyone's type, and I'm, you know, not for everyone. Just letting you know, like, this is what you're getting yourself into. And I'm glad she was honest about that from the beginning. She's like, yeah, this isn't going to get me brand deals. This isn't going to be for every, I'm not every guy's dream woman. This is who I am. If you want a nice little quaint lady, look elsewhere. Yeah, yeah. No, it's so true. And it's a, yeah, and it, it in, in the end is not super pick me because it's more just like acknowledging that why she's still single, probably because a lot of men are not just like you we were talking about pre phone pre jumping on certain uh, ex- expectations of wives, you know, to be quiet and submissive. So it's like that's not who she is. 
Right. People are not going to be, you know, just sitting at home with the shopping for the new La Crusade set. <laughs> you know, those are great. And they've, they've come in all great colors. But she was like, you know what comes in great colors? Motorbikes. Horses. Horses. You know, she wants to be out drinking from the hose. That kind of thing. And out drinking. She's also a musician. She's in a band. She's done radio talk show stuff. Like this woman is has it all. I'm, I'm here for it. So it's like the kind of person that's like, oh, if uh, you could just buy out of capitalism, you weren't worrying about rent and stuff, and you could just do what you wanted with your time and with your life. What would you do? And it's like that's what Faith has been doing. Yeah, and that's why she asked Gary, "What do you want to do for the next couple of years in your life?" He's like, I could look at you. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, okay, anyway. But they said the craziest shit happens is they say that they love each other in front of the family. And I I have not recovered from it. I haven't. They said it and then he's like, Would you say it out loud? And she's like, Yeah, they both say it out loud. In front of the family. I was like, okay, uh, Garrett, Mr. Gary, did you, Mr. Turney, you said you were saving that for the end. So I'm like, is this the end? <laughs> Should we stop watching? <laughs> and no, just like Mr. Ben Higgins, he got one more in him. <laughs> and both of these women are utterly convinced. Well, okay. I don't know. It's interesting that because there is the layer of these women haven't really watched before. Well, maybe Leslie has. We'll get into Leslie now, actually. But she even had me thinking, though, that she was like, oh, my God. I don't know. Like, I've never like, what does this mean? Like, does this mean I won kind of shit? And like when Jojo experienced it, Jojo very vividly was like, I've won this thing because it had never happened before. So even if she had watched the show, she <laughs> She had no, you know, history, but, like, anyone watching it now would know Clayton's done it, fucking Peter's done it, you know, all of them have done it now at this point. I, so, Leslie, first of all, I'm trying to picture their lives being meshed together. Yeah. Um, how it, it, it just begs the question, how much spotlight does Jerry want after the show? Right? Yeah. Because Leslie is on the younger side, very able-bodied, um, very active, very like, she's like a Pilates mom, right? She's teaching like all these fitness classes. A lot of that is very lucrative stuff in a major, like not that Minneapolis is major, but it's a city. It's yeah. a city. It's a hub. It's a, yeah, it's. Yeah, it's a hub and you know, you can get a lot of traction and like the, you know, it's one of the fitness girls who make a career out of it. Um, in Mr. Turner's more remote home, she might have to like, I don't know, come out with a DVD, <laughs> get a partnership yeah. doing something, but it wouldn't be the same level of excitement. Um, I will also say the moment I saw her name, I knew that she was related to the restaurateur family in that city. I've been to the restaurant, very upscale Moroccan, very delicious food. Um, very, very good food. Yeah, I want to go. <laughs> always, if you go there, always get dessert. The desserts, yes. 
yes um but definitely go there but it's what's concerning for me is that okay because of that watching the interactions with the grandkids like the bites at the end where they're like obviously it's very comical that they're asking like yeah. are you here for the right reasons are you blah blah blah, blah. but that tells me there was some level of rehearsing beforehand yeah. there are people obviously in that family like the younger people in the room know exactly what the show means what that kind of publicity means yeah. um you know people like looking up certain things it creates a sort of it creates a sort of buzz because it's like okay once she's amassed enough followers she posts that she goes to that restaurant a lot it puts her name in the news and anyone who's worked in a uh, family-owned business and any of that it's just like you would be dumb not to leverage it yeah but at the yeah. same time it calls into question can these two people's lives come together yeah not oh do they like each other it's can it work and that's what we're getting to it's not just like when you're looking at a younger lead who's in his late 20s or early 30s it's like okay this guy's figuring his life out he could probably move like there's there's a conversation to be had right but when people are on the other side of retirement or coming up to it there's less wiggle room there's less wiggle room honestly yeah, um because you can you can convince yourself at 29 we have five years of just being engaged, figuring it out. And then it doesn't usually last on this show, but that's a valid, that's a valid plan. You don't yeah, really have that plan. Like, <laughs> some couples, the way they do it, like I could, so I, why I think JoJo's situation worked is because I think like the first year or two, they were like, we're just going to keep dating. Yeah. <laughs> actually. Yeah, actually. And then move in together, right? and then do all of that and then do the redo the engagement with a new ring and then get married so they actually like we're like okay we're already really committed to each other but let's have a natural progression of a relationship so that we can never say down the road that we rushed into anything and um, and <laughs> they were doing pretty well for themselves in that time they were both like okay we're both working on this this and that and you know like we're second their money. They're being very strategic. They had a lot of good ads that came out. Like they sought out different kinds of opportunities and, you know, knew how they were supporting each other in that way um, while still making time for each other. They'd be like, oh my God, like we took a little impromptu trip to do whatever. And so like they could do that hypothetically, but it's like Jojo and a man, I don't know why my name is blanking. Jordan? Jordan, I know his brother's name is Aaron, and I didn't want to. <laughs> don't want to get him wrong. No, 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 no. I don't want the wrong side of Twitter for me. Um, no, Jordan, like her and Jordan were on the same page as like this is where we want to end up. This is where we're willing to go in that time. This is the wiggle room. This is what our day to day looks like, and here's how it can come together, right? Whereas with anyone else on our season, it was just it would have just been impractical. Let's let's be real. Like even when they were like, oh my God, so and so had his heart broken. He really thought it was gonna be him. I was sitting there like it was never gonna be you. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's never gonna be you, Luke P. Like <laughs> it's never gonna be you. <laughs> and so while you know, I'm sure Leslie's like into him, she's a city girl. Thank you. Yes, yes. She's a city girl, and you cannot ask a city girl 
to move. First of all, you're asking her to leave Minnesota. <laughs> you never met people from Minnesota. You know why that's the first hurdle. It hasn't gone well in the past. So you're asking, you're dating someone from Minnesota. You asking them to leave Minnesota, not only like where they like living, they have grand kids there. They have grand kids there. You're asking them to leave. And I just know that if Jerry and Tony had any intention of living anywhere near a major city, they would have bought a house yeah. near a major city. So he doesn't strike me as a city guy. He was driving in Los Angeles. He was driving in like Hollywood in LA and he was so overwhelmed. Truly. <laughs> he thinks LA is bad. Does he know how people drive in the Midwest? getting her out of minnesota let's say he goes with her he gets her out of minnesota they go on a drive out on the drive down they have to drive through illinois that man will be fighting for his life on the chicago highway he'll be back. like chicagoans will let you lose your life before they let you merge <laughs> Well, even for someone who doesn't drive, I get road rage. So I'm like, just on a practicality level, I don't know how their lives are gonna mesh together. No, it's it's so it's never become more clear to me now. Like it's there's yeah, there's nothing wrong with her. It's just that she can't. It's it is so it's so Andy and uh, Chris Souls. Like it's not it can't it just can't work. He doesn't have a farm, but he might as well. <laughs> like he, and it's like he has his own grandchildren too. Like where the fuck? Like I just, oh, I hate the show sometimes, and I want them. I like I hate the con constructs of it having to be like, can't they all just be together? Can it be polyamorous? Like also live, laugh, loving a seventy-two-year-old man experiencing the fact that you can have love for more than one person. He's just like. His whole life, not his whole life, but a majority of his life at that point has been Tony. And so I think when he thought him, like when he saw himself finding love again before the show pitched to him, he was probably like, yeah, maybe I'll meet someone at the grocery store. Yeah. And now it's you know, like... I'll meet someone in the aisle at Whole Foods, in the like food section yeah. and like we'll lock eyes over the potato salad. No, now I have a dancer who has worked with Young Gravy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, at least if she doesn't pick her, she'll be fine. She'll have her her influencer money will comfort her. Yeah. Oh yeah, she was she has a photo with Michelle. She's from Minnesota, as you said. <laughs> she'll be fine. <laughs> it's so funny you talking about how Minnesotians uh, are so obsessed with their area because like Becca Kufrin didn't want to leave. She eventually left, but that bitch stayed for a long time. And you cannot take a Reno racist out of Reno and put him. I mean, maybe you can put him in Minnesota because I know it's not necessarily. Yeah, I mean, you can definitely put a Reno racist in Minnesota. Okay, that's a good point. Yeah, that's a good point. But anyway, that didn't work out. But you can, um, put, a Reno, you can put a Reno racist in Minnesota, right? Um. But it's the fact that he made a post about it. 
you know, like before, because Becca, let's let's recap. Becca worked in PR. Was when he was pro Hillary Clinton, right? So when she when he like his apology came out, right? I read it. I did one read through, and I was like, I know goddamn well he does not know that many words, <laughs> and it's okay. But Becca wrote this whole thing. This is like no. She had one of her copywriter friends draft to look over this. There's no way. So she worked in PR, and that's what she had going for him. She knew what she was getting herself into and she was like well he's nice to me to me he's nice to me and then when everything happened in 2020 it was like okay like I was defending you and excusing racism but now you're letting other people see it it's no longer a behind closed door thing it's no longer a you don't know his heart because now he's showing his ass yeah so real yeah and so do I believe that she's probably found love with Thomas and she's having a good time with her baby? Well and good. But there, there is no part of me that thinks that she was just oblivious to this man and his views. I know that the last straw for her was being asked, really forced to change her last name from her father's after her father passed away. Yeah. I would have words for anyone who wanted me to change my last name. And my father is alive and well. Exactly. <laughs> like, like, come on now. My dad is still peeking. But I'm like, no, but my my name is perfectly fine. What do I need to change it? It's not a diaper. Like, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I know. But that, that was like, but and as so many people have rightly said over the years, it was so obviously self-serving. It only affected her finally once it had become more public than ever before. And then the name thing affected her, too. So it's like, Garrett has to go now because it's affecting my finances. And right. my womanhood, you know, my, like, mm, you know, like, mm, Barbie womanhood. <laughs> right. It's like, oh, okay, now you're affecting my white cis hat feminism. Yeah. yeah. At my little girl brunch, people are going to be like, oh, your man's kind of a piece of shit. So I have to, <laughs> to do something about it. <laughs> Be like hey so how long is your you guys place how long has it been like mojo dojo casa house vibes the entire time <laughs> i want to push you down <laughs> oh my god and that's like been his thing honestly the red flag was like i just think that becca was caught up in the whole because you know grief grief makes me do a lot of things that i really do resonate with like her, that part of her story because yeah, yeah. Seen someone that close like it's not something I would wish on anyone else exactly. and so to be in a place where you're looking for someone who has like pieces of what you're missing and you're like he reminds me of my dad in these ways blah 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 blah, blah, blah. and I'm sure all that was consistent but then at some point it's like don't think your dad would have watched a brutal murder like that that the rest of the world saw and just be like i'm gonna double down truly like oh god so gross no no the only blue they support in their house is the dnc (laughs) so (laughs) really dude you gotta go (laughs) oh so good Remind me, where does where does Gary live? Where is his house? Because we haven't talked about that much this season. I I want to say Ohio, but I feel like that's wrong. 
I know it was somewhere um, rural. I just want to pull it up now so that I'm not misquoting. Um, okay, it's Indiana. Ah, okay. It is Indiana, yeah, because I knew it was somewhere in the mid. Okay, Indiana. so Indiana, not far at all, but still, you're... Yeah, because I was about to say, I was about to call Iowa, because it's like, I get those two mixed up. That's I was, yeah, that's what I was like, my head was. Yeah, so Indiana. So I was right. He's driving through Illinois. Absolutely. <laughs> Terrifying. Don't put him through that. <laughs> After seeing how he aired in LA, I was like, With a oh. U-Haul, no less, attached to his truck, too. Like, he's going to die. <laughs> Because there's two types of people who go live in Indiana. There's the people who go live in Indiana because they want to live in Indiana. And there's people who commute to Chicago all the time but don't want to pay Chicago rent and taxes. And that's fair, right? It's like a little heinous. So he lives in Indiana and gets that house where he is because he wants to. She is in Minneapolis living her best, like, city girl. She wants to be in a city but not a city that's too big, so big that it's not affordable for her as a single woman where she can, you know, have fun with Pilates and dance classes and all these things. I don't know how it would work. I don't see it working. And in terms of emotional availability, I've seen, I've seen evidence that he likes her so far. Yeah. I don't see evidence that he's falling for her and I think that if this was a show where he was just looking for someone to date I think that he would be excited to date her long distance but it would just come down to their lives not coming together mm-hmm. like one person it's kind of like what we talked about with Charity and Xavier one person will have to self-betray deeply for it to work Ooh, yeah yeah and he would have to do that well and, and she too I guess they would both be betrayed. they both would yeah. They both would. Yeah. Much like Charity and Xavier would have both. Oh, God, that was so. Uh, yeah. I really, I, I fully agree. And I'm not surprised that he also had a moment where he expressed that he loved her because, yeah, like clearly he likes her and clearly she's very nice and like has been open, you know, and vulnerable. She's laid down her walls. That girl has definitely read the book. Let's be clear. Uh, <laughs> and that's not shade. <laughs> uh, but Game of Roses. <laughs> She's definitely read that. So, yeah, I just, uh, I think that I'm not surprised. It just sucks. Because I think it's, because, you know, then he gets to the rose ceremony. He can't decide. He seemingly can't decide what to do. We find out through the preview that he does know what he wants to do, but he's just having a hard time doing it because it's going to be painful, and that's real. But I, I for a second was like, oh yeah, maybe he's starting to realize like Leslie isn't the one though because of these things that we just talked about, and that maybe Teresa is a better match for him. And honestly, she is in that yeah. regard. I think it'll come down to faith, Teresa. Oh. Oh God, <laughs> I would love that. <laughs> wow. Oh God. I think those will be our final two. Ah! Oh, it may be too soon. 
like if they, this were just like oh we were in the top four i would be like okay it's a tough pick if susan was still in the mix i'd be like oh this is a this is a tough one yeah but now that there's families involved it's it's gonna be faith and teresa okay all right you heard it here folks oh fuck <laughs> not ready for it I, I am so deeply invested in this it's so messed up i love the show i literally cried last night i haven't cried so long for this show this franchise and i cried i can't remember i think it was during a faith moment or actually i, I don't know but anyway i think for me i knew that she was gonna ride it out for a long time, the moment I was like, this could work when they were hanging on around the horses and he was like, I can't take my eyes off you. I, I rolled it back. I was like, rewind. That is the most romantic thing anyone has ever said on this show. Other than maybe when Dotton said, that charity is like somebody worthy of making proud or something like he was like you know like that was so romantic but this was also like holy shit the i i was like i'm blushing like no that's fucked that is like he was looking at her literally he's like he could have said yeah the sun shines out of your ass like that's mm. that's how he was looking at her like that's like um like that Mitski song playing in the background like my love is my that is like what started playing in the background of my head and I was just like yeah I see it and I hate that we live in this patriarchal world but when it comes to heterosexual couples it usually works and lasts when the guy is more head over heels. Yeah. Because, like, you know, then the woman doesn't get the short end of the stick. Yeah. Yeah. If it starts that way, yeah, like, that's where you're... It's so true. So true. So true. Because they're already working at a deficit. Like, men in, in these situations, they're already working at such a deficit. So if they are able to start at a pretty high level, it, like, evens it out, you know? And, like, that's just hetero math. It's hetero math. It's also Gary math for him to say, I'm not looking for the woman I can live with. I'm looking for the woman I can't live without. Yeah. The well, silence. Can't... When you lay in bed and you're silent and you don't need anything. It's like... When he said that in the first episode, I was like, I'm here for Gary. I don't care what he did before. I'm here for him now. <laughs> like, if we can just make through it through the season without finding out anyone else's politics. Just... That's all I'm going to say. We just take the season without hearing anything else. I'll be so happy. I truly... I... <laughs> what is... I have, how long have I been saying, oh, I can't wait to cancel Senior Citizen. I can't fucking wait.
wait. And then it finally happens. This whole season happens. It comes to us, and I was like, la 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 la. I don't want. I don't want to know shit. I did my bio episode. I saw a couple people who had some weird shit on their page, and I was like, oh, I wish I could remember her name. But one of those ladies had like a, a gun post and a Blue Lives Matter post, and I was like, I'm just gonna hope that she's not in the end. She's not. She's not one of the ones at the end. But I. Uh, but now I'm like, I am starting to learn some things. <laughs> I'm like, uh, but I, I guess the point of my rant is that I have enjoyed <laughs> a season where I wasn't, where I wasn't paying attention, <laughs> you know, like where I wasn't trying to do shit. And uh, that, that's so nice. That must be like what most people do when they watch the show. Like imagine watching this show and not caring about people's leanings. <laughs> Working in advertising, knowing that there's like a whitelisting and blacklisting of keywords and that affects why, like when people are like, you're canceled, right? And they're like, oh, it affects like people's livelihoods. It's like the chances of someone being fired from a job if they live in a more conservative area is like, it's probably not going to happen. Yeah. But what does happen is that if their name is like trending for a long time associated with something, if they get added to an advertiser's blacklist in any way, um, uh -huh. that might be an issue, right? That might be an issue, especially if someone is like for a week straight, someone is Googling your name next to the word racism, right? That could cause issues because that it, it like links articles together yeah. and it makes it difficult. For brands I have a theory because these days because brands are scouting these reality tv stars and things are getting leaked earlier and earlier each yeah. season I'm wondering if the brands themselves are pulling the trigger and like leaking things because it's just like the levels and we just like hmm this got like this this isn't like even reality Steve who's breaking the story this is like just like, oh yeah, someone, some random account posted a tweet. Oh, now this is circulating. Now there's a whole, it's yeah. an old Redditor. Yeah, the Redditor. Redditor. Exactly. I'm like, it's it's the Redditors. Reality Steve only reports on the cancelings and gives his opinion that it shouldn't be happening. Unless, of course, it's a black person. But the, wow. uh, it's a Redditor that's doing it, <laughs> you know? And it used to be me when I had access to finding out people's political uh, votings. But anyway, uh, it, yeah, no, that's so true. That's so true. It's true. And you get, you get caught up with shit because I don't know if, did you follow the uh, like uh, TikTok lesbian drama of a couple weeks ago? London and Olivia, I think. These two uh, lesbians from the South, one of them, uh, both of them white rather. And, uh, but they're like very like Southern antebellum type women but they were lesbians and so they're yeah. very popular because people are like you're like breaking the mold you're these like southern bells but you're lesbians and we love you very famous very popular they have this wedding and then it, all of these receipts drop on the day of their wedding of them making some of the most racist tweets ever like the one woman olivia or maybe or london like made like a hundred of like such vile racist tweets Barely 10 years ago. Um, but what is interesting about TikTok is like when you're just in the normal comment section of any video about it, there's a little search bar that just like says the name and says racism next to it, like you said. So it's like, it's so fucked or so crazy that you just like, it, it follows you. 
It does. It does. Because immediately, like, you'll have a creator who you're following for, like, funny skits. And TikTok will just be, like, so-and-so controversy. <laughs> like, what? Holy shit. Okay. Let me click on that. <laughs> it's like... I'm like, like this, this girl makes, like, these skits about how awkward she is and how clumsy she is and, like, never talks about her actual life like what controversy could there possibly be like her occasional black sense maybe but <laughs> yeah but... It, was, it was something so i yeah that is my that is my conspiracy theory that some of these brands are pulling the trigger on reddit to be like because they know if someone is looking to become an influencer, they amass a big following. And while they amass a big following, they don't jump on working with the, the person with the partnership. It looks bad on them. But if this person's tanking, they'll be like, ah, see, we called it. We called it. We knew it. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. I love that. Conspiracy. Elanon. Lemmy's Anonymous. <laughs> Welcome to the club. Honestly, Elanon, the L is for gay. The L is gay. It's like L, right? But Elanon. <laughs> the newest reboot. <laughs> um. Speaking of younger people, are we going to talk about the screenshots that are rocking the internet right now? Oh, about the the youths on the on the sand. <laughs> um, the so the the ones I'm talking um about are actually like I didn't know this was going on because being final season for me, I was having just uh, I was just having a normal night of like staying off my phone because I'm like okay finals are coming up and you know I don't want to be caught up in a lot of drama um and then I go on Ashley's story so for those of you who are not following our great friend at Ash Talks Batch always keeps us up to date with the freshest and best content and also posts receipts she does so (laughs) last night 9 55 p.m live posts Will shows interest in me and kisses me. Kylie messes and Kylie messes it up once she catches wind. John Henry shows interest in me and we are together. Kylie encourages Kat to mess it up. Anyone else sensing a pattern? At that moment, I was like, ooh, the heteros are fighting. (laughs) The hetero girlies are fighting. Kylie Russell responds, I owe you nothing. I'm loyal to my actual friends. Have a great night. Um, and then Liv responds, is that why you called, just called me twice to tell me that? Or was it going to be the fake, fake pageant voice where you pretend that's not what really went down? Oh. Kylie Paul says, Kylie Russell says, I wasn't calling to explain myself. I was calling to tell you to get my name out of your mouth. Instead, you're trolling Twitter and refuse to answer my calls. Oh. Aiden also replies to that same tweet give a night one elimination some meaningless screen time and they start to think they can say just say anything i was unaware you had to make it past night one to call a spade a spade my fault the night one elimination comment is tired of being used find new content 
you feel about all this? Because I have my opinions, but uh, I'd love to hear. Even red flag. Because why are you in business? Yeah, 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 yeah. Why are you in women's business? Kylie, why are you standing by a man who just talks to women? Like, if I'm going at it with someone, there is no world in which my partner would step in and just talk down to a woman. Like, that's not something that that would ever happen that, that I would ever need to worry about happening like I could have world war three going on between me and someone in my group chat and he's like I'm not involved I don't know this person I'm not going to talk to them crazy I'll just You're be supportive not of you like here for like here do you need some water like, <laughs> it's like okay is this person still coming to Friendsgiving no okay cool we'll just I'll I'll update that we're buying like a little bit less chicken for dinner like that kind of thing um but it is just a very, like, that was, I was just like, that flag is crimson. That flag is crimson. And then I don't and- know if you saw, there was somebody, he made his own tweet, separate of everything, saying, oh, just joining in for another night where I'm never on screen. And here I would be, yes, Avon, as a black man, you're not getting a lot of screen time. Let's talk about it. But then, rightly so, somebody below him was like, oh, so now screen time. <laughs> you you are not a night one person, and yet you're not getting screen time. And I thought that was a pretty great roast. It, it, it's funny because it's like Aaron made it almost to the end of his season. He's getting a lot of screen time. And so it's like maybe you're just a dick. Right. And then, like, Avon is also made it to pretty part Rachel's season was you know in that they recreated the hannah brown tyler like let's go on a date after dynamic he was even wearing the same color suit but it was a little more stage right because it probably never happened and then he goes down to the beach and you know gets with kylie after leaving fire emoji after fire emoji that is so cringe you talk to yourself in a girl's dms for months before y'all go to the speech together i'm sorry that is just that is just what that's insane yeah um and then he gets no screen time i just have to believe that he's boring that was a, yeah earlier I said piece of shit no he's boring rather he's and, not good tv like he's yeah. not good tv yeah. like he's boring like there's like I'm sure Rachel wanted to fall for him because he's very tall and he's very attractive and at some point she's a Pisces she can't fake it she's like there's no sparks flying like it's it's not there you're hot but what is it beyond that yeah and so it doesn't work he's there with Kylie who I hope for all the shit that she's talking, they better still be together. Right. I just put that together in my head when I was like, oh, wait, yeah, they're together. They're, yeah. Interesting. They have to be together. But also for how long? Because there's a certain type of hetero that stays together because they're a looks match yeah. with a person. Whew. But life-wise and personality, like, what do they even talk about? We don't even know what they have in common. We're so far along in this season. Like, what is their relationship based on other than they liked what they saw on Instagram? Like, okay, you're both posting thirst traps. You're both the kind of biracial person looks that like people fetishize on the internet. And you might even have a fetish for each other's type. Like, we don't know what's going on there. 
So it's like, what do we, what, what is this whole thing built off of? And it's like, there is a legitimate pattern. But to the point where you're saying, oh, I'm only loyal to your, to my friends. It's like, so you're admitting you did something shady. Yeah, no, that's a really good point because that's what Olivia was saying in the tweet. Anyone else seeing a pattern? And then she literally provides, she confirms it, like, essentially. <laughs> so, like, like, oh, I know what I did, but I justified it in my head because of ABCD. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh, interesting. Olivia's the only one I give a shit about anymore on this fucking beach right now. And Rachel, I'm still rooting for Rachel, but... Olivia is, first of all, off the show. Like, I didn't know much about Liv before this season of Paradise. Um finding out that she is a ref and um, like she was, I remember one of her posts where she was on a game with like three other coaches and they were two other referees. It was like a, they call it a three man, but they were all women and they were all black women. And she was so proud of the history she was making. Like, I'm like, there's, there's substance up here. And she's not going off of, oh, this is just how paradise works. She's like, hey, if we made out and we were hitting it off and you want to go on a date with someone else, like, especially with Will coming on strong, he was very much just like, let me kiss you right away. Let me put my tongue down your throat right away. Um, He didn't know her the world, but I think a conversation. Agreed. He was the only one who didn't do that. Everyone other man senses basically done at least a conversation yeah a conversation just to be like yeah uh cool the date sounds cool let me talk to someone though let me have a conversation yeah and then we'll go on the date she was never like don't go yeah yeah it was just and in the end she was more mad at kylie and now it's all starting to like you know like it's it's you know maybe olivia we don't know we don't know how how it's all gonna play out but maybe olivia was keen to sing Certainly. i think it's because she knew yeah she talked to it's kylie and kylie even told her like will is not her first choice like i think it is very telling that kylie was encouraging cat and it's like because y'all are the same person different fonts <laughs> so true same person different fonts Carly definitely gives me the vibe of like she doesn't think that she's anything wrong, you know, there's anything wrong with her, like Kat is doing. Exactly. Um, I do think that I just I want better for Olivia. Like I hope she uses whatever followers, whatever platform she gains out of this to find a man with substance because there's no way she can come off the show dating Mr. FP. And listen, a lot of the women have, the, like, the better ones, like, uh, fucking last season, what was her name? Oh, who was dating Andrew Spencer and then left the beach? Uh, yes. Um, God. Fuck. I'm so mad at my... Teddy. Teddy. She's with a good person. Yeah, she's with a good man now. Like, a lot of the women who, uh, Brie from Matt James' season has done better. Like, they've all, they've all elevated themselves. Cause... Right, because people will be like, oh, maybe she's going to be sad for a while. Brie's on a yacht. 
<laughs> she crying. She crying into some very blue waters. We can't tell. Sydney, high water, married a football man. Like, you know, like. She was married a football man. She said, I am marrying the quarterback of the 49ers. Yeah, there you go. I didn't know. <laughs> That's like, That's really good. Remember Sydney, who dated Peter. It, oh, Peter, you got to date her? How? She is so out of your league. She was, first of all, she was always, always. Out of, way out of his league. But also, it's like, um, even the fact that she was like black and Latina mixed with white that was always going to be an issue with her Cuban in, in that Cuban German family. Like, <laughs> like that was always. Yeah, like the reality yeah, of she... it. No, I love it. But I love, it's like, for better or for worse, obviously a lot of, uh, it it's, doesn't always work out well um, for the, you know, black women on the show. And we've got to keep going and getting it to be, you know, like the conversations happening behind the scenes and all these different things. But uh, yeah, I, I love to see that it usually gives them a great platform that is allows, you know. Yeah, because right now her options like between FP and John Henry, it's like, okay, if we're looking at who she looks good with on screen, maybe John Henry better, right? Um, but then when you look at her off screen, when I look at her page, that is a woman who is very proud of her blackness. Yeah. I don't even think either of those men have the range for the conversation. No, no. I actually think FP would be the kind of guy who is to be like, yeah, me too. I'm proud of my, I'm proud of, I'm really proud of whiteness. <laughs> I'm actually part of a group, a brother. <laughs> That's it. I'm my favorite. <laughs> Oh, yeah, no, I understand community. I have a community I'm very close in, too. <laughs> Let me show you this unseasoned chicken that my family makes. <laughs> no, he looks like he eats rice, unseasoned chicken, broccoli. Yeah, I know. Um, That's what I had for dinner last night. But <laughs> I, remember, um, I remember when I was, like, trying to get back into strength training, and I went to this one gym. They refused to, I asked for a trainer who was not male. They were like, her schedule's full. Like they always say, this is like one of like my last gym membership that I've ever had. Cause I don't do gyms anymore because men. Um, and then the trainer was like, we also have a nutrition plan. And I was like, no, I know how to cook. I'm fine. He was like, no, but like, this is the plan. And I was like, oh, okay, well that looks disgusting. And I'm not doing that. And they're like, oh, but like, if you want to be strong, it's like, I eat the exact same way my ancestors ate. Like I am eating recipes that have been passed down for generations. Those people survived wars. Okay. I think I'm going to be fine. I don't need an eating disorder. Thank you, uh, Planet Fitness. I'm okay. It was Planet Fitness. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Just like the I just want to explain to you how nutrition works. Like, where'd you go to med school? <laughs> okay, I would love to talk to like an actual dietitian. Yeah, thanks. Uh, yeah, no, I, I just think that um, paradise is problematic in that the model of the show, just the business model of the show inherently excludes a lot of like fat and disabled bodies to begin with. Yeah. And then on top of that, 
a lot of people can say they're not going off looks, but a lot of the time, most of the time they are, right? Even if there's people there who want to marry, uh-huh. they want to, they're like, I better be marrying someone hot. I better be marrying someone who looks like a model. And so while some couples are having like good conversations that could set them up for like long-term success, there are some people who they know that they're not available for marriage and they're not doing any of that. And so because of that, like some people even like break up right before the finale to get a lot of screen time and then come back and be like, we're date, or like we came back after the cameras were off us and we continue talking and continue dating. Which is, well, yeah, and that, that happens actually pretty often nowadays. Yeah, and it's, yeah. I, what you're saying has never been more obvious or more evident to me too with it, with the harsh comparison to Golden Bachelor right before it. Uh, it's just like, I, I've been saying it all the time. I used to be a Paradise Stan. I could give zero fucks about it right now. And it is like everything that comes out of every single person's mouth is grading me. They're just like, oh, she's hot. Oh, I like her body. I like this. I like this. It's like, it's all, none of it's substance. None of it. And I don't normally care about that. Right. But I'm just like, I hate it right now. Cause it's all just like, and exactly. listen, and, yeah. And that woman who came last night, who took up a uh, Brayden, I didn't. I don't recognize her. They did this whole bit where they were like, "Oh, we can't. We never saw her on Zach's season. Like, here's an arrow pointing to the back of her head. We never seen this woman. I don't even remember her name right now. Becca. Becca. That's her name. Night one, maybe night two. No one knows who she is. She's actually kind of almost curvy. She's kind of curvy. And I, because I'm trained to look for that shit, right? And I was like, it's not going past me. That she was taken off the main show early because she was probably the thickest woman there. And now is being treated as a sex object by Brandon. Brandon is one of the men that we find out is um, <clears throat> kind of terrible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Brandon. Sorry. Oh my gosh. But yeah, it's christ uh so but yeah so i don't know it's like it's- i i i think it's like we're just not going to be able to enjoy a paradise again if if they keep up like until the golden bachelor is over we're not going to be able to fully enjoy and get into paradise and that's probably why they're keeping things light and shallow because it would be hard for like any deep mature scenes to really compete with what's on the golden bachelor because we watched the golden bachelor my brother and i were like oh my god like this is what you want like late life like lifelong love to look like like that you know who do you need when there's just like silence at the end of the day that kind of shit whereas like the bachelor in paradise my partner was like i don't think i'm a terrible boyfriend i think i'm a good boyfriend yeah when i watch that show it makes me look like the best boyfriend that anyone in this <laughs> Yeah, no, truly. He's <laughs> like, no, I am, like, I could go there and easily be the best, just the best guy there. for doing the bare minimum. Yeah, yeah, and it yeah. just doesn't take much. And it's like, yeah, no, it's it's right, which is why I'm not letting you go. You're not going on ABC. <laughs> You're only being funny. Be ABC's best and brightest goodbye. 
His hands would too. He would have. He would kill it. He would kill it. Yeah. No, we'd have a good time. Except for, um, you know, he's very bad at like fixing his face when he's talking to someone, and there's nothing behind their eyes. Yeah. Just like I can look across the room and be like, "Oh, he's dying over there." <laughs> he, he can't be like, "Thank you for sharing that." <laughs> no, he's just to be like. He'll look at them. He'll like cries and be like. Oh, you're not joking. Like, that's all <laughs> that style. It's so good. Oh, you were serious what you just said. Oh, okay. Well, I'm going to have to think of a different answer now because <laughs> I was about no, to. He's just like, the worst part is, like, if he is sober, he'll, like, try to navigate. And because he's, a, he's been a teacher for a few years, so he'll go into his educator voice of just, like, you know, redirecting the conversation. But if it's, like, on a night out and he's had a drink, he's just be like, <laughs> Wow, you're a moron. Bye. And <laughs> just walk away. Oh my gosh. You should be like, okay, I'm leaving because you're kind of the worst. Yeah. Um, like the Sagittarius Capricorn place- placements just all jump the steam. That's so real. Um, so yeah, real. no, I, I think that we won't right now. We're watching all these couples and we're like, we don't we think some of you could date out here but we don't see the engagements coming in and I think that it's very intentional that's why we're getting two episodes of poop baby that's why we're getting all of this but I think it's great because we have time to talk about and focus on the off-camera off-season drama of the franchise um kind of like my the Michael A stuff but also the one that shook me but also made me feel validated because I was like, I knew there was something was Brandon. Yeah. Any guy who's like, I said, it, I was like, I don't know what he's doing, but everything he's doing is like very too good to be true. Very love bombing. And I want to know, like, there's something that's wrong with him. And there's something that's like, Michelle wasn't saying it, yeah. but it's like, there was something there that she was just like, oh, he's really good at like playing the game. Like he's very like golden retriever. He's very like, I will move wherever you want me to. Brandon would have been all up in Minnesota. He would, they would have been at their parents' house like every weekend. He plays that role very well. But then when he's out with the guys, he turns into Mr. City Boy, which is fine because Serene was also very like, yeah, I go out and I like to hang out with my friends and still be young. But he did strike me as a tad insecure. Yeah, goes with the flow, goes with what he needs to go with in the moment to to get to have uh, yeah attention and not attention, but like yeah, comfort, friendship, companionship. Exactly. Yeah. And like these ideals of like what his values are for a relationship, he could never actually pin anything down. Like when he was giving an answer about what he wanted, he always just says, I just want what my parents have. Well, and to his credit or benefit, I guess, is of the doubt is that, and this was said during that season too, is that he's super young. Like he didn't have that much experience. And so he was just kind of like parroting what yeah what he thought his parents had all the shit so it was but he'd had a relationship before yeah 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 but it's just like i feel like he i think a lot of these people do that too like a lot of this insecurity and just saying what they need and and going with the flow because 
I thought it was interesting because I I remember the first red flag for me during Michelle's season. It's like he's so nice, he's so nice. Where's the crack? And then he's asked whether he's had a previous relationship before, right? Not one that led to engagement, but he said it was serious. He was in love, but it didn't work out. When a man says that something didn't work out in a previous relationship and he tells you he doesn't know why. (laughs) Yeah, you're like. No, 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 no. Like, no, 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 tell me why. It could be, I'd rather a man say, I do know why I'm hesitant to speak on it right now because it might throw this person under the bus. I feel like that is a more acceptable answer. But you say you don't know what went wrong. If you are with this person for maybe a, a month or two, you can just be like, it wasn't a good fit. It was, yeah. it didn't work out. It, you know, it just wasn't my person. But like one, two years, three years, no. <laughs> No, you don't get through the holidays with something <laughs> and not know what's wrong. She just suddenly said it wasn't working. <laughs> no. just suddenly one oh. day, there was no gradual, no hints building up that she wasn't happy. Yeah, and it's like, yeah, no, there, um, there's gotta be something there. So it's just like, it's it's interesting to me that once it broke. His first response is to be like, oh, I thought we talked about it and we were good. And I don't remember it happening that way. And it's just like, why would anyone be good after you cheated on them? Like after you made the decision, even if you don't consider a cheat, like at least admit that you made your fiance look stupid for trusting you. You made her feel stupid. And she's clearly not. She's clearly not. Yeah. But you didn't know because you didn't because you're not you know included. I didn't know. I didn't know you were so hurting. Oh my god! Like it's like she moved in with you. You spent the holidays together, and now your engagement is over. Because oh my god, I didn't know you'd still be hurting. I didn't know you were so pressed about it. I thought we were cool. Like I'm out with my boys having a good time. Like you're having a good time. Like I thought we were chill. I, I could just get out of this without any anyone seeing who I am as a person. Brandon, <sighs> Brandon gives me um. You've seen Izzy from Love Is Blind. Yeah, yeah. Same guy, similar. Yeah, similar guy, just different fonts. <laughs> different fonts. <sighs> These men. And that's how it is always is with all of these men and Bachelor Nation, I feel like. It's like I feel like it's really telling that yeah, they they all end up being friends, which is why I hate to call it, I hate to say it, and it's it's gonna get me some pushback, but I do not have high hopes for emotional maturity on Jody's season. <laughs> I think Uncle will be right. I fear that his did his uncle probably blow his chances that night? Probably yes. Do I think he was wrong? No. Incorrect. His nephew, no. And we're all gonna find out why. Yeah, and he, they still made him the bachelor. <laughs> they still made him the bachelor. Oh my god, iconic! Oh, I hope I see him again. <laughs> that. <laughs> oh, 
I think you and I are on the same page with that one. But yeah, I'm. You know what? I'm excited to have you back. I'm excited to have Epiphany. She's she's our uh, resident Joey Stan. So I have to have a. I have to have my balance in checks. Uh, and I'm excited. I think it'll be a. Fun, I think it'll be a fun season. Because uh, he's a doofus. Oh, how do you feel about international dating? Love is love. Love is love. It's fine. My my hometown in Hawaii. Sir, that's not your home. He's from Pennsylvania. That's not your home. Not your home. That's, that's not his home. He's a settler. <laughs> exactly, please. Oh, God. Well, y'all, this has been great. Limi, thank you so much. I We have to do this way more often. <laughs> well, I will hopefully be transitioning to a new job, so we'll have more time. Hell yeah, good. And we'll have a normal Monday Bachelor season. Normal shit going on. It's been a disaster this season, y'all. But I appreciate everybody sticking through. And I appreciate you for coming on and chatting about everything. Every time you come on, people are always like, do they have a podcast? I want to hear more of their takes. I was like, listen, you just have to you just have to find it where you can. <laughs> you have to, have to have, come on all the time because... I don't think anyone sees this nation quite like you do. And I'm always grateful that we can talk about all of the dirty shit. And we just have to, I think actually I need to have you just come on like a Patreon episode soon. And we just actually talk shit. Cause there's some shit we have not said. And I, I have to go like lay down, but we have to do it. <laughs> we have to. I'm going to be out of paywall for sure. Exactly. So we did, cause we can really like, cause I have some shit I have to say. Oh, I have some shit I want to say. Oh, okay, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> oh, I, I held back so much last week, guys. You don't even know. It's okay. I'm not going to come for another creator yet. I'll just leave it at that. Okay, anyway, uh, where should people follow you? <laughs> um, yeah, so for um, Instagram, it's It Means Sunshine. Um, right now I am applying for jobs. So if my account is private, just message me. I will approve you. I just don't need future coworkers finding my stuff. Yeah. But so definitely, it, definitely get in the DMs and talk to Leamy and, and yeah. fun takes about all the, the shows and things. And Love Island. I'm sure you have some great opinions. It means sunshine or take this rose pod is still publicly available. So if you want to find me there, please do. Um I'm a pretty easy person to talk to. I don't, you know, anyone who comes in to my DMs, uh, if you're friends of Jenna, you're friends of mine. So sweet. Ah, oh, you're the best. Ah, oh, everyone, y'all, thank you so much. Uh, stay golden, please, for the love of God. <laughs> thank you for listening to Date Card Pod. Make sure you're following the podcast on all of the social media platforms. On Instagram and TikTok, it is at DateCardPod. On Twitter, it's at DateCardPodcast. And you can email me at DateCardThePodcast at gmail.com. This podcast is hosted and produced by myself, Jenna Vesper. And you can find me on at Jenna with a smile on Instagram and check out all my other fun projects I have. Thank you so much to Michaela Jane for our amazing artwork and find her at MichaelaJane.com. And a huge thank you to Jed Overly for our theme music. You can find him on Instagram at Jenny Boy James. If you're loving the podcast, make sure
sure you share it with a friend, share it with your boss, share it with your mom, maybe an enemy. I don't really care as long as you share it. Okay. And maybe leave a review. Okay. Thank you. Bye. Hello, and welcome to the ad for Afternoonified. The ad where we try to convince you to listen to our show. I'm Sarah. And I'm Emily. We hope you like mummies, weird religions, cheese, historical figures, dicks, religion, and like a lot of other stuff. Did it work? Are you going to listen? Emily, they can't hear you. They're like pressing the skip button right now. For more podcasts like the one you just listened to, go to SoBelowMedia.com. This, this is as above, so below.